Alright, good bless guys. So I'll be leading tonight. Praise the Lord. Um if we could just open up our Bibles to Genesis chapter 19. Um, I've got three verses tonight, so we'll start at verse 27. Um, and then read to the to 29. Let me know when you are there with an amen. Alright, awesome. Alright, before we get into the word, I just want to just quickly if we could just bow our heads and pray, just in reverence for the word. Um, Father God, we just thank you for tonight, Father God. We just thank you for those who have come, Father God, just to seek your word, Father God. Uh, just pray, Lord, that your will will be done tonight, Father God, that you just speak through me, Father God. I pray um, for those that are here, Father God, that they treasure the word, Father Lord, more than gold, Father God. And I just pray, Lord, that... Um, this will be more than words, Father God, that it just transforms our lives, Father God, that we walk out, Father God, spiritually equipped to take on the world, Father God. And I just pray, Lord, um, that you just cast distractions aside, Father God, and that we just, um, just give a full atten uh, attention to your word, Father God. And I just um, just thank you for this night. We're able just to open up in your word, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So, verse 27. And when Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he and Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. And he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the valley. And he looked and behold the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a furnace. So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. So, for my first, I guess, sermon reading, you could say, they've given me a lot, and by a lot, three verses, so bear with me. Um, I'm not sure who's doing recap, but I've done a bit of recap notes just in case. Um, so we'll... Um, we were in the park when we did our last Bible study, glory to God, which was great. Um, and Joshua's going through um, just the prayer of Abraham, the intercession that Abraham did um, prior to God reaping destruction on Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, two main focal points was just reflecting on the communion and prayer of Abraham um, with God, we could see that in, in, in the verses it actually depicts that Abraham drew near, drew near to God, um, which is an absolute blessing in itself to be able to, to have that sort of access. Um, and you could see just sort of the prayer, just so I guess it was just a reflection on how human he was, how humanistically he was praying, just in, in a sense of. That eagerness, like a child to a father, asking for something. You could see the repetition in how he was asking. Um, and it was just, it was amazing just to see God in the midst of that situation, um, just listening to, to the prayer of Abraham. And I think it was just a great reflection that um, the importance of prayer in our own lives. Um, how much do we pray with that fervent, 
fervent heart um, just for the things that we want to we want to see in our lives not only for our own benefit but for the glory of God um, and just for bringing the kingdom into into existence um, so yeah prayer was a big point and communion with God um, a big thing about communion with God is when the more time we spend with God, the more that our eyes are fixed to what God wants to do in our own lives. Um, I think communion and prayer go hand in hand because honestly at times when we pray, we can be sort of selfish in how we pray when we don't know what the will of God is. We just, you know, we ask, but, you know, we, we don't let the Spirit intercede in those situations. We don't sort of allow... Um, how God would see it to be revealed to us. Um, you, know, you know, when Jesus was um, praying in Gethsemane, Gethsemane and he was just, he was saying, Lord, take this cup away from me if it be your will. Like, that's just, like, sometimes I think when I'm praying, it's just like, Lord, I just pray um, that it would be also sort of like, God knows what we want, but through communion, we can also align ourselves um, and see and pray for what God wants as well. Um, and I think that's something that's evident uh, through Abraham, um, which we'll get to in a, in a, in a bit. Um, and also just, I guess, following through from the previous um, text that we were reading. So after that prayer, um, I guess a follow through is that Sodom and Gomorrah um, actually does get destroyed. Um, so it rains down sulfur, Lot's wife, um, her heart is still within the city um, and she turns back and she turns into a pillar of salt, um, which shows you just, just the destruction, but also the justice that God had. God is a just God and she had her heart still within that, but she didn't see that God was taking her family out of that situation. Um, and it's, it's definitely unfortunate and it's something that we should reflect on. Um, you know, when we go through tough times, tough trials, um, death in the family or even just difficult situations, I think it's, it's so easy to focus on what's going on sort of within our perimeter straight away. But um, it's also important just to pray and look beyond what's going on. Um, and unfortunately, she didn't see that and, you know, and a pillar of salt. She didn't. It's interesting. She didn't turn into ashes. It's sort of like a. It's sort of like a, a statue there to remind Lot as well um, of what's happened and what he's actually. Lot's actually being brought out of something that's um, that was bad. Um, so yeah. So that was the follow through from that. So now we're sort of up to verse 20, 27. and I'll go through um, verse by verse. Bear with me. There's only three. Um, so chapter, chapter 19, verse 27, and Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. So this is a very key, key point because this basically Abraham is standing at the same place where he was actually intercessing for Sodom. Um, it's just... It was just mind-boggling to me, just just the sort of the sort of resemblance that that actually had. Now, 
Abraham wasn't looking at disappointment. He wasn't looking back at Sodom and being like, oh God, you didn't answer my prayer. It was sort of, Abraham was reflecting on God's sovereignty. That God, at the end of his prayer, God had the destruction. He had to do it. And that's sort of the, um, you know, Abraham actually witnessed the divine severity of that, of what God would do to, to those sinners. Um, and because God is a just God, that's, that is how he might, how, that's how much he hates sin. And I guess sometimes we sort of forget that, you know, we forget like, yeah, look, sin is sin, but the severity of how God sees sin is like, it has to be abolished. Um, and Abraham was sitting on that, on the mountainside next to Sodom and Gomorrah and just, you know, just witnessing this. Um, and it wasn't in sadness or disappointment. It was just reflecting on, um, yeah, just God's sovereignty in that sort of situation. And I think, um, I think it's sort of, I guess, something to reflect upon is, yeah, just how God sees sin and how we should see sin. You know, I think me in my own personal life, we sometimes we just don't, we, we don't have that sort of impact of what sin can do. Yes, sin has consequences, but sin actually separates, separates us from, from God. That's why there had to be that physical separation of Lot's family out of that, that situation. Um, if we look at, um, I believe it was Second Peter, let me bring it up. But it actually speaks about the actual torment that Lot was going through, being a righteous man in that city. Um, let me bring it up for you. Second Peter. Second Peter, chapter 2. Verse 4. Actually, we'll go from verse 6. And it says here, If by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extin extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day by day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. So you can see that even just being within that definitely had an effect on, on Lot as spiritually as well. Um, you know, and like as much as, you know, we see in the Bible, there are so many recounts that says flee from sin, like just flee from it. And I guess me reflecting on my own personal life, it's such a, it's when you see it and when it actually becomes an, an action in your own life, you see the impact of physically just removing yourself from that. Um, you know, you, I think back to, to school days being surrounded, you know, by um, friends who were doing things that were wrong. Um, and as much as you want to stay strong in that, it does torment you. It does weaken you. And if you're not spiritually strong, that can just take you like that. Um, so, you know, I guess something that we should always remind ourselves is, you know, who are we, who are we with? It's not to say that we're going to separate ourselves from, from those who are not Christian. It's just that identify if there is actually something that's tormenting you. Not in the sense of like, oh, it's like a, a pain or whatever, but something that actually is 
impeding your thoughts, something that is sort of um, like tinkering with um, tinkering with things that you wouldn't usually do. Um, you know, it says many times in the Proverbs about um, the, the friends uh, that you are with and the company that you are with. Yeah. And it says clearly, just stay away from fools. Mm. Um, and it says like these, and obviously the Proverbs is from a king, you know, and it's saying like, don't surround yourself with fools because they will only turn into turmoil. They'll get you to, to cast their lots with them. Um, and I guess it's, you know, be strong, be strong in your, in your spiritual walk. Don't, don't take it as it's a, it's a sort of Saturday, Sunday thing and then I forget about it. Because the moment that we walk out of church is when we are actually a Christian. Remember that those, that actual term Christian was given from those, um, out, those, those secular people given to the Christians. It wasn't themselves calling them that. Um, and they were named that through their conduct and through the love that they could see. So, um, yeah, just look after, like, be vigilant. We live in such a world where everyone's thinking to backstab you. Everyone's thinking against us. And there's a reason for that, because we're going against the world, you know. And the more evident that you are with your walk, the more you'll see conflict in these situations. God's word was never meant to adjust to culture. It was supposed to be something that is always counter. Obviously, we, you know, we, we go through the book, uh, Counterculture, and we see that evidently. Um, so, yeah, it was just something. And, you know, obviously going back to reflecting on the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, the more time that we spend with God in our quiet time, in our devotions, we see the need for destruction of sin. You know, we, if I'll bring up a verse for you guys. I'll bring it up. The Revelations 19, verse 3. And it says, once more they cried out, Hallelujah, the smoke from her goes up forever and ever. A key, an interesting point that I was, when I, when I was studying this is that when we're transformed, once we, you know, ascended into heaven, the way that we think of sin will be the exact same way that how God sees sin. You know, and in, obviously in Revelation, we can see here that the people were rejoicing in the destruction of, um, of Sodom. Well, it's not essentially Sodom, but it was the destruction of uh, the beast at that time. Um, and it was just, as Christians, we, we may not fully sort of understand that now, but it says that um, for those... For us, for Christians who have interceded for sinners in the day of judgment, where we have grace, um, we will be content to see them perish and, and will glorify God in this, their destruction. And we can see that's how much, like, that's how, how much sin is overbearing and must be destroyed. Um, yeah, and it was just interesting to see that, you know, um, just the sovereignty of God in that sort of situation, like, God will destroy those who are against him. And as I was, I was reflecting with Josh today, like today's Mardi Gras, like out of all days to be talking about this, it, this is, and you know, it, it was just so alarming. Like this is more evident than we think. It's like just like outside, you could go outside and run into this sort of thing. Um, and God will destroy that in due time, you know. 
Um, and that's, you know, and praise be to God for the destruction of sin, you know. Um, and that sort of, that sort of um, just not strictness, but severity of it should be in our hearts as well. Not that we attack those people, but we understand that it's something that it's, that's impeding on them, something that they should be saved of. And through, through the grace of God that, you know, if, God, if that is God's will, you know, they can be saved, you know. Um, so I'll go to verse 28. I'm finding myself to be like squandling. And he looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the valley. And he looked and behold, the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a furnace. Um, obviously, you can see that comparison there from that verse in Revelation 19, uh, verse 3. And verse 29, so it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrown when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. So this is the final verse, 29. Um, and it's just amazing to see the favor of God on Abraham. Um, give me a sec. Yeah, it was just, you know, it's just, we can see once again, God's favor on Abraham. And this wasn't the first time, you know, that we've seen that um, throughout Previous parts of the Bible, we can see God's favor on Abraham. God heard him for Ishmael um, when Abraham prayed for Ishmael um, after um, the, the maidservant ran away. Um, God's favor um, also heard him for Isaac when he was at the altar. Um, you know, God, God spared Isaac. And when Abraham prayed for Sodom, God heard him for Lot. Um, and how beautiful is that just to, to see God's favor. And we also have God's favor yeah. in our lives through the, through the grace of God, through, through what Jesus did on the cross. We also have access to that favor. Um, and it's just beautiful to see that, you know, God listens to us when we draw near to him. Yeah. You know, we're not alone in our walk. Um, as much as you have God, you have your brothers, your sisters that surround you in Christ, who also have, you know, who also bear witness to Christ, who also have the Spirit in them um, that, that Christ has given us. Um, and I think I just want to reflect on in this part is just, just aligning ourselves with what God wants, you know, um, the importance of, of just spending time with God and just seeing what God wants to do in your lives because God wants to do so much through you, through all of you. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be a fair, a fair few of us. Yeah. Um, God has a plan. God has a plan for, for all of us. You don't, need to have, you don't need to know an instrument. You don't need to be a great speaker. You actually don't need to be anything. God has chosen the lowly, those who are, you know, socially seen as low to be, to be kingdom bearers. Um, and the great thing is, God equips us to do His will. Um, you know, God is the one that gives you the words to say. And the more time that we spend through Him, we see our actions change. We see that we start bearing fruits of the Spirit. 
you know. And don't get me wrong, there's definitely weaknesses. I lose my patience when I'm in traffic. Like, that's why I ride a bike. So, like, it's just, there's definitely weak points. But the main thing is that we grow day by day. We don't stay like babies in spiritually. We grow, we mature. Speak to your brothers. Speak about the words. Speak, speak good things because it's only going to bless you, you know. Um, the more time that you spend with him is when you start praying for God's things to be done in you, not only in you and in the church. And yeah, I pray that, you know, just that we don't sort of be a routine, that we don't look for Saturday, Sunday for our, our daily bread. It's called daily bread for a reason. And I feel like it's something that we've got to just go back to, you know, Abraham rose early in the morning and consulted God, you know, and I struggle and I complain if I don't get like six hours sleep, you know, like we have to fight the flesh. Like that's the flesh flock. That's that fight every day. You know, we bear our cross every day, um, you know, and in a world where everything's so comfortable, everything's at your fingertips, it's definitely made it harder for us to, to seek God. Definitely. You know, we, you know, we see in the Bible that they had their upper room. They had their own area. Yeah. And, I, and I challenge you guys, look for your upper rooms. Look for, look for your, your time with the Lord, you know. And I remember Brother Caesar from church when he was mentoring me back when I was a lot younger. He wakes up every day at 5.30 a.m. to seek the Lord. And it's something that, till this day, I still struggle to get up in the mornings to do. But... The main reason when he was telling me about it is just that when you start your day with God, the rest of your day is seen with God. Yeah. You know, God is with you throughout the day. You're not, you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about God use me in this moment. You know, yes, we have work. We have university. We have things. I get it. But God wants us to use, God wants to use us in those situations. You know, yeah. how many conversations have we had? You know, our friends are breaking up in marriages, you know. We, our, we, we have friends that don't know God. Um, we have colleagues at work that are just struggling and we can see it, you know. There is a situation that God wants to use us in, you know. And God will give you the capacity to. Don't expect yourself to, you know, don't expect high things. Pray in God and He will be the one that's be highest in you. Um, so, yeah, guys, I pray that, you know, that we see, we see the importance of seeking Him daily, um, and just that communion with Abraham, it was just reflecting on, it was just something that, that we can have access to, you know, like it's just, it's not just for the Bible superheroes, it's for the, it's just, it's for us as well. You know what I mean? God does amazing things um, and we just have to be open and draw near to him. Um, and with that, I just would like to close up in prayer. Um, Father God, we just thank you for... Tonight, Father Lord God, we just thank you for those, Father Lord God, who have come to see you, Father Lord God, who have just come just to to listen to your word, Father Lord God. And I just thank you for uh, the brief word that you have given us tonight, Father Lord God. I pray, Father Lord God, that it will be seeds, Father Lord God, that we that we just bear fruit, Father Lord God, of these things, Father Lord God. And I just pray, Lord, for those that aren't here, Father Lord God, that um 
that you raise us up, Father God, those that are here, Father God, to speak to them, Father God, that we just bear the fruit, Father God, that we, that we be the light in their situations, Father God. And I pray, Lord, that we take away the words that we have heard today, Father God. Um, let it be evident in our lives through our actions, Father God. And I pray, Lord, that you just um, continually to bless the church, Father God. Raise up more workers, Father God. And I pray, Lord, that you just... Um, you equip us, Father God, to do your will, Father God, and I know you will, Father God, because you, just through the, by the grace of Christ, Father God, you have given us access to, to you, Father God, and we're just so grateful and thankful, Father God, in these things I pray. Amen.